Alright, hi everybody. Welcome back to Death by Dating. We're here with an episode today that's a little bit of a switch up. We're in our healing, healthy era. And so I actually did this about a year ago, but I wrote a list of like deal breakers slash non-negotiables for people in my dating life moving forward. And I really encourage Tara and Olivia to do the same. And so we thought we would share some of those. Obviously, it's a work in progress. Like, can't say that we actually mm-hmm. hold everybody to this bar, but it's a good effort. And yeah, we thought we'd switch it up from ragging on men to being a little more positive. So Tara, you want to start us off? Okay, so um, my number one non-negotiable, I would say, is authenticity in men who have mm. not grown up. Uh, And what I mean by that is, like, men who can't take initiative. Mm. Uh, For example, like, I dated somebody that, for quite some time, that just, like, struggled to plan dates. And I feel like I had to sit down and come up with creative, fun ideas for every date we ever had and hanging out. And it really got exhaustive. And I just... You have a job. You're doing things, too. As we all do. But it's like, I'm... Share the weight. You know what I mean? Like, let's... It's fun when other people plan things for you. And I just felt like I was truly doing everything. And it, it, it really created an ick. And as for... Uh, it's just like put in the effort. But as for authenticity, that what I mean by that is like say what you mean and mean what you say. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want something, say it. Don't mm-hmm. make me guess. Yeah. Nobody's in the time or place to be guessing and trying to read minds. We are too old for games. And like say how you feel and don't shy away from the big topics. Want to kiss somebody? Make a move! Amen. Don't make me lunge! God damn it. How many dates do I need to go through? Like, if I'm here, I want to be here. Or do you want to be here? Like, I just... I'm so over the guessing game with some people where it's like, if you don't want to be here, why are you here? If you do or if you're interested, let's make a move. I don't want to be the one always doing that. And I feel like Denver has a problem with collecting those type of men, like those Peter Pan syndrome, never want to grow up type of men. Mm -hmm. You're making me think about this date that I went on with this guy this one time. He couldn't even explain his job to me. (laughs) Like I said, what is that? And he couldn't even tell me what it was. Yeah, like just grow up. Like, you know, there's no reason to be in raging debt anymore. You know what I mean? Like be... (laughs) Bless you. Sorry. The raging debt was a trigger. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, Olivia, I know you can probably build on this, um, but where are you at here? What's your number one? My number one is communication. Like... And my bullet points under poor communication would be, like, long silences of, like, not texting or mm. calling for more than, like... Inconsistency, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think my cutoff was 24 hours, but now I think it's 12 because literally every person has their phone on them at all times every single day. There's yeah. no excuse. There's no excuse. I think something else that's really bothersome to me is canceling, like, when you have a plan. Oh, like, canceling that. last minute. So my non-negotiable is more than two cancellations and then you're out. And then like 
It's so rude. Like, we're all busy. We all have a lot going on. Yeah. And if you're still making time for someone and then they flake on you, and here's it's like, the thing. are you some, kidding? Some things do come up. That's okay. But it's the way you communicate it. Yeah. And, and that really defines you how to, you move forward. You have to say it first. Like, oh, if yeah. you already have to text somebody and be like, hey, are we still on? And then they can That's frustrating. Oh. That's frustrating because like, you could have just said it. I think the thing that bothers me most is, like, yeah, life happens, things come up. But when people tell you hours after the fact or, like, you initiate and be like, hey, are we still on? And they're like, oh, actually, like, this happened eight hours ago. Mm-hmm. Like, it takes 11 seconds to send a text message, so fucking send the text message. Right. Or it's, like, after a first date. Like, I... Not, not a non-negotiable, but in the opposite sense, it's, like, those who reach out and say, hey... I had a really good time. Like, I'd mm-hmm. like to do yes. this again. Like, be upfront with your feelings. Yeah, you guys know how I feel about, like, the weird rules of dating nowadays. Like, oh, do I wait three mm-hmm. days? Oh, I have to wait no. an hour to risk. No, I don't like that. I don't play, I don't play no by games. that game. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I second all of those, honestly. I agree with all of that. <laughs> I think for me, something that I've definitely realized is that I think just how long someone takes to be exclusive, Mm. I think is actually more important to me than I thought. And it's not in a way of like, I need a boyfriend or I want to rush something. Like, I do not want to rush something at all. But when somebody is like dragging their feet on it or, I don't know, just is giving me the impression of like the next best thing. Like there's something else out there. Like you're a placeholder. Yeah, like I don't want to feel that way because I'm not... Or even I'm like, not. I mean, like my ex, when we brought that up, I brought it up, surprise, surprise, and he just <laughs> literally, like, not, mocked is not the right word, he mimicked everything I said of like, well, I want what you want, so is no. that what you want? And the answer is no. You're like, like I'm I want you now. to, I don't know. I want you to say what you want. Like, I don't want you to do what you think I want. Also, you know? I'm thinking about someone you dated. Tara, having the actual conversation about being exclusive and oh. not just like deciding like oh without that's telling my the other person. Oh, I <laughs> yeah. had an ex that yeah. I had to find out that I had a boyfriend from a friend. Yeah, I said, that's I'm sorry, exactly what? what? Yeah, like have the conversation. We're all adults. I'm the ski slopes. Yeah, I said, I'm, like, I'm no. sorry, what? It's <laughs> not really that bad though. Like he just didn't know the rules and just thought you guys were together because you'd been spending so much time. That's how it that's should be. That's a little bit more naive in the sense of it, but still, it's like. I, I I would have rather had a, a conversation about it. I don't like know. I think it warrants it. Like, let's use our words. I feel like that's how it should be though. Like you've been going on dates, you've been sleeping together. Like that's your. Like, I feel like that's what it boyfriend. was, but I'm not sure that's what it is now in this time and day. I guess you know? it's a little different now, but I kind of it, like that though. You're not. I mean, I wasn't. A, I wasn't that upset at the time. <laughs> I will say that, but I was. It, it was shocking. I, I was a little bit alarmed. Maybe I'm just biased because he was a very pure boy and not ran through. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, but still. Anyways. But yeah, I just think that... <laughs> that was many years ago, though. That was... Yeah, it's a good one. I just think that somebody should be afraid to lose you mm. to another person and feel not like pressure to lock you down but they should the have desire to yeah a little bit of fear and just like you could be with somebody else and if you just think that like somebody's always gonna be there or I don't know like there's not other it's, people it comes like, back to then, communication and just like your belief about the person like there's not people lining up to date them like you're wrong so 
Lock it down, right. I guess. What's yeah. next on your list, Tara? Uh, next on my list uh, is there's... I'm naming this balance. And under balance, I have a couple of, you know, sub-bullet points, if you will. One is, uh, like, being able to balance your work and your social life. That's really important Mm. to me. And with that, also, like, being able to have hobbies and friendships and Mm -hmm. a life that's still important to you and nurtured outside of your relationship. You don't live to work. You should work to live. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe that. And I like I think that's like one of the major pros that I I discovered when I moved out to Colorado, right. honestly, is like people, most people work to live. It's not a live to work yeah. vibe. And I but like what I work. will say in terms of like external friendships and whatnot, like I know a lot of people that just when they dive into a relationship, it's like 100% there and you don't even see them. It's like they don't come up for air until they break mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And I don't think that's healthy. So like that's not my vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. And I do think like there is a degree of like being able to have a healthy independence outside of your relationship. I value that. I think it's important. Like the last person I dated for a while, like, he didn't have a lot of that. And that was, that created conflict because I did want to see my girlfriends and like I had a lot of different pockets of That's friends that I wanted to be able to spend time with. Yeah. But it's not like a hip to hip, we're the same person now because we're in a relationship. No. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a degree of like, I don't think you should lose the friendships in the relationships you because of girls, your... Girls yeah. make that mistake all the time and then they break up and who do you have? And Nobody. then it's like, yeah, you have to recover. And it's yep. like you haven't seen people in months and it's it's absurd. Wait, Tara, I have to tell you this story really quickly. Sure. About the last guy that I went out with. I already told Olivia this, but speaking of work-life balance, this guy told me that he worked between 75 and 85 oh hours a God. week. Where's the and, time? Hang on. He had an on-call phone that he had to answer Monday through Friday. No. And so I asked him, like, what has your dating life been like? Like, it doesn't sound like that you yeah. could really have anything besides casual. And he basically said, like, it's all casual. But he told me this story that the last girl that he was dating <laughs> was crying her eyes out because her grandpa had, she just found out that her grandpa had died. And so she's sobbing on him, like telling him. And he him, got a work call. He got a work <gasps> call. He picked it up, worked for like two hours, left her there. No. And then he walked back into the room after, and she looked at him and said, we're done forever. Ugh. Amen. But like, <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't sum up that stayed. balance. Yeah. I'd be like, I, immediately I, mean, I would have left. And yeah. I appreciate his honesty with that for sure. Like at least he's letting you know, like, this is how it is. And. I guess, but, but I, I just, just like, felt sad for him, honestly. Like, I I don't know what girl would be okay with that. Definitely not me. No. But. No, and there's a degree of, like, you really, I just, like, I want to be able to enjoy my life. Yeah. And whoever's yeah. in that, like, in like the weekends. Yeah, like, there yeah. are important things, more important things than the job that you do to earn you money. Totally. Yeah. That's all. Totally. Olivia? Um... I think my number two is the sex bucket. 
Oh, Ooh, tell us more. But it's twofold. <laughs> so somebody not being sexual enough or like mm. not touchy enough because physical touch is one of my main love languages. <laughs> slash treating me like an object like I'm only there for sex mm. so there has to be like a really oh there's nothing worse there has to be a balance and like yeah I like to have sex but like I'm not a blow-up doll <laughs> oh. but also you better not tell me that you're too tired from your work day <laughs> to have sex so you have to like find the Wait, like ever nobody no. could ever say that to you I mean, maybe, but, like, when it's a repetitive, like, oh, I'm too sleepy, it was a long day, it's hot outside, (laughs) like, no. Now, what about kinks? (sighs) Um, (laughs) go on. I feel like it depends, though, because that's so broad. Yeah. It sure is. For, For example... No, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking of one particular guy that I went on several dates with, and... You know, we had so much in common in the one thing that we didn't, other than his lazy eye. But, <laughs> you know, it was, sorry, it was a little sidebar. But it was that he was very vocal, which I appreciate. He communicated no. it early on and continued to communicate it. Was But was that he was a dom and he wanted me to be a sub. And I just, it was too much for Did me. Did he say it like that to you? Oh, yeah. The, in person, he brought it up. Via text multiple <laughs> times. Like, I will say he communicated it. That's great. But Open communication. We love that. But <laughs> that's just like... It, Did you it, try it? <laughs> I couldn't get past certain things that yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> why couldn't you get past? The listeners want to know. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> you were in the car. What do you do? Yeah, we went on a couple dates, but, like, the last one, and I was, like, I was trying to be open-minded, but the last one, he joined me in the car, and things got a little heated, and the point is, (laughs) I got uncomfortable, like, it was very public, it was on display, and I just... It was not for me, and I realized that, like, that isn't my vibe. I won't be your sub. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be dominated. I'm think- thank you so much. I, but yeah, like, I feel like... It, for me, it was a deal breaker, which was a shame, because, yeah. goddamn, we had so much in common, but it was just too much. Huh. I feel like things have to change sometimes. Like, you can't always be a sub, and he can't always be, Well, like, I think super, there's a balance, and I think a balance is important, but I wasn't ready to go 100 to zero. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, no. Uh-uh. Especially not in public. You hate PDA. Yeah, no, yeah. True. I don't mind Were the windows tinted? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> It was late, but goddamn, I said there are video cameras. Somebody can see us. I can't. Um, I have just fear of intimacy in general. I think I for men. Wait, you have fear of intimacy? Oh no, 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 no. They they do. That's the yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, I definitely do not. I think that for some reason I tend to attract like super avoidant people. Mm 
And I think it's just because I'm, yeah, they're looking at the two of them right now saying they're avoided. We're I am both not quite avoided <laughs> in our attachment, so. I am is. not, and I think that that is, like, the draw to me. And I know how to deal with avoiding people very well, but it really does hurt me when you feel close to somebody and then they, like, pull away when you have, like, a nice moment together and you're thinking that it's going really well and they freak out and, well, like, spiral. It's like spiral. a shock to the system, yeah. Yeah, and they can't handle it, and I get that and like I respect that it makes me sad for you but I do get it but just that like pull away cold shoulder mm-hmm. it adds up and it really does hurt my feelings and well, it makes make you wonder me not... what you did wrong and actually you didn't do anything yeah wrong. then the spiral yeah and then it, yeah. it also just makes me feel like well now I don't want to open up to you because I know if I do it's gonna happen again you're gonna freak out and then I'm gonna be even more mm-hmm. hurt but then mm-hmm. me not opening up is like well now I can't be myself because I am pretty open warm yeah and so I don't know it just it's hard so I would just say like Fear of intimacy and cold shoulder. And that also applies to, like, after you fight with somebody mm-hmm. and then they give How you they, the like, silences and stuff that, after. Yeah. Like, you're, I can't with that. Yeah. I also think it can tie into, like, sexual intimacy, too. Mm-hmm. How somebody reacts or, like, the next, like, two steps after you have sex with somebody, I think is very telling about their personality. Oh, and like, let me tell you, if I've they're been afraid on... to spend the night yeah. or like yeah. you don't see them in the they daylight. Rush out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a big one for me for sure. I just need somebody very secure and like, let's just be vulnerable together. Like you might get hurt. You might not, but yeah. at least you tried. True. Hashtag Brene Brown. <laughs> yeah, the importance of vulnerability. Amen. Dare to lead, baby. Oh, Brene Brown. Let's go. <laughs> Shout out, Brene. Okay. Uh, I think for my next one and last one, if I do say so myself, mm-hmm. uh, though I could go on for more, but I think on my third, I'm going to name it. It's going to be politics for me. Mm. In terms of politics, like, I'm really thinking about this one guy that I got into a literal yelling Mm -hmm. match. And I do not do that for the record. I'm very, like, when conflict arises, I shut down and I'm silent. And that's how I respond. And, uh, you know, he got talking about women's rights and abortion and rape and, like... Good old striker. (laughs) Yeah, striker. He was from the South. He was a raging Republican. And, like, I... He was extraordinarily attractive. We connected on so many things, but then politics came up Mm -hmm. and I'll tell you when they came up I that was the first time I've ever really felt the division that politics can have Uh and oh my god I mean like we were getting at it and he was nutting turns out he had a great time like debating this he hit you up for a long time yeah and I was like oh no like I can't like no we're like no I can't see you you don't have the same (laughs) beliefs as me and values Family values. <laughs> oh, uh, but you but, did see him again, right? Didn't you guys well, there was a, a she did a little bit of a second re up, if you will. 
Which is so funny because we actually had it at that same bar <laughs> that we got into a duking match over. He <laughs> was trying to relive it. I think so small and intimate, everybody could hear us. I fighting. really Good think, though, that you rocked his world. I honestly do. I think he's never heard a woman stand up like the way that you did. I needed to, and I, it was so rare for me. And I, I mean, I, I was just like, I have to. Yeah, like, you're absolutely not. not. No, I avoided it at all costs. But. Uh, it, it was necessary. It was so necessary. And I will say, though, after that experience, I was like, actually, your political views are, are important. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, they could be a deal breaker is all. It's hard to communicate around that. It you is. And also, it's one of those things where it's like, it's religion, too. And it's yeah, like, it is what like it the, is. They're the tied in. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, it's financial. Yeah, it's like politics. What is it? Yeah, money. Religion. I wrote it. Money, religion, sex, politics, and kids. Oh, kids! That's kids. another deal. Yeah, like, yeah, that's a deal do? breaker. Family values. <laughs> oh, there she goes. <laughs> now, speaking of which, Olivia, what's your next one? Uh, my next one, you kind of hit on earlier, but it's like that man-child syndrome, mm. like living at home, having Maybe. massive debt, like prioritizing your like childlike hobbies over everything else in life. It's okay if it's not a deal breaker for everyone, but I know for me, I could never ever date another man who lives at home ever. My last like most intense relationship was with a man who lived at home in his childhood bedroom in the same bunk beds that he grew up with. It's just like get it together. You're a full grown adult. Well, it's we're not in our twenties anymore. Yeah. Well, one of <laughs> us. One of us is. <laughs> Anyways, but it the doesn't matter. Like, you shouldn't even be doing up. that in your late twenties. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. I can't. I didn't even know it was a, a non-negotiable for me until him. Can you tell the people, though, can you enlighten them? Where did he spend the majority of his money? Oh, that. Well, so that goes into the like prioritizing hobbies over everything. I don't care if you're like a car person, but this man was in over $40,000 worth of credit card debt because of his Jeep. What? You knew that, Tara. Yeah. I didn't realize it was because I knew the 40K in debt. I didn't realize it was because of his car. Yeah. Yeah. On our first date. To like riddle his Jeep. Stop it right now. On our first date, I asked him, I was like, do you have a savings account? And he goes, sure do. Sitting out there in the parking lot. Stop. <laughs> and at first I was like, oh, hee hee, like that's funny and yeah. cute. It's not funny it or cute. <laughs> and then every weekend he would every never weekend. be able to hang out because he was always going jeeping. Yeah, and like like Tara was saying, like you have to have balance. Like I want to hang out with my girlfriends. I want to go do my thing, hike, whatever, paddleboard. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to spend 98% of your time and money on one hobby and then give me like the crumbs no. that are left. Well, and also no. like you work. The free time you have is on the weekends and then he's in Utah every single weekend jeeping. Yeah. Like, and then he tells me, oh, to do? I'm too tired from also, work to hang out or have hate, sex. Hate that it's called a verb jeeping. No. Yeah, that's what no, they like off-roading. I hate it though. I just need a name. <laughs> no, I hate it too. too. So, yep. Bunk bed. Shout out bunk beds. <laughs> no. No, it's not a shout out bunk beds. <laughs> Do honorable not mention a bunk bed if you're over 8. <laughs> okay, I have two for my last one cuz they honestly are a tie for me. Mm. 
Um, I would say that something, and maybe this isn't necessarily a deal breaker, but I do think it's an ick and it's super rude. I do not like when men talk about other girls or, like, joke about other girls or try to, like, even joke about it just being, like, a competition or anything along those lines when you're not dating or even when you are dating, honestly. I just feel like it's one thing to talk about, like, your relationship history and what you learn from it, whatever, but if you're just constantly bringing up other girls, that's just such an ick to me. And that also goes for following girls on social media. Uh, yeah. If you're filled with, not. like, OnlyFans chicks, just, like, following... If your ratio is, like, so off and it's all OnlyFans girls... Like, okay, I am not talking poorly. Like, get your cheddar, like, get your bag however mm-hmm. you need to. But if you're actively, like, in a relationship or seeing somebody... I don't I don't want to see it in your list. Well, I think it also it just matters what you follow. Like what are you consuming if you What you're... do you think is important? It's family values. <laughs> <laughs> what are your values, right? Like if you're what just, are they? If you it's follow fans, all that's a problem. Stars and it's just like nothing else like that just tells me a lot about you. I don't know. It just kind of gives me the ick. So that's number 1 is just the way that you bring up other girls. But I also said that I think just no spark in chemistry, and that's not something that I put up with, like, thank God, but it's not something that I'm ever willing to put up with, no, is, like, trying to find the spark. Like, anybody no, that's don't, ever... No, if it's, you have to force it, it's not there. Yeah. Right? Don't Any, wait for it. Anybody no. who's ever meant something to me, I have known on the first date with that person that it was going to be something, whatever that was, like, boyfriend, situationship, entanglement, whatever. <laughs> but like I've known right away and I'm not gonna backtrack from that I think I need to do better at that I love that you mentioned that because I feel like the fact that I've lunged more than once with mm-hmm. a man can you tell them what you mean by lunge though yeah sure it's like I mean if you listen to the last one I you know the last guy <laughs> I tried anyways uh <laughs> It's after a couple of dates where it's, like, either we're going to, like, test the Mm -hmm. sexual waters or not. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, date two, date three, I'm expecting a kiss or not. And, like, if you don't have the balls to step up and be a man, show me that you want me or are interested. Like, sometimes I'm like, well, I guess I'm doing it. And that's, like... It's a real big turnoff for me, quite frankly. Oh, it's a huge turnoff. Because it's, it's, it's it defines. <laughs> to me, it is. Well, it's, me, like a, it's a guessing game. And it, I just. I, think I, I need all... to not even give it a chance anymore. It's like lunging is off the table. If for you me get to a now. third kiss or a third date and you haven't kissed, I feel like. It's over. It's We're done. Over. We're, I don't need more friends. Yeah, the answer is no. True. No. Well, I think that that was a really good exercise in what we can aim for. Yeah, you should do it. It's very cleansing. I was going to say, like, honestly, if we have anyone listening to this and you want to make your own little list of non-negotiables, we would love for you to do it and share it with us because I am very curious, like, what other girls would, Mm -hmm. or guys, would put and say on this. But hopefully we can all enter a new healthy era where we're not putting up with um, anything less than what we deserve. Amen. (laughs) Until next time. Bye.